0: Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between.
1: Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm originally from California, but now I'm living in beautiful Wuhan, China. Today with me is Alex.
2: Hello, everybody. This is Alex Sure, I am from the Northeast part of China, and I am talking to you in Beijing today. Oh,
1: yeah. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. And we have another guest who is also in Beijing today, a friend of the show from Hong Kong who has lived abroad in
3: Europe and traveled all over the world. Welcome to the show again, Morris. Hello, everybody. This is Morris again. I'm in uh, Beijing, even though I was originally from Hong
1: Kong. Hi,
2: hi, Morris. Yeah.
3: Hello, Alex. Hello, Jason. Now, what's really interesting today we want to
1: talk about heat and heat waves <laughs> is that Alex is originally from Dongbei, Northeast, yes. which is like the coldest part of China. And Morris, is from hong kong which is one of the hottest parts of this part of china and i'm currently living in wuhan which is known as one of the ovens of china yes yep. so i yep. think we have a we're going to be able to do a lot of really good perspectives on heat waves
2: for sure something we live every day <laughs> yeah right now well
3: except one little elaboration yeah hong kong is actually considered if you study when i was young doing geography is it's called a tropical temperate zone So it's by the sea, so it's actually not that hot in terms of uh, temperature, Mm. but it's very, very humid. So it, it's actually quite often that you see humidity of 98%. If you grow up, what? To, yeah, yeah,
1: seriously. Sorry,
2: that took me a second to realize.
1: I have a question about that. So if you're going to say, because I look at the humidity every day, and I was wondering, does
3: that mean that there are tons of clouds in the sky? No, not necessarily. It's usually, yeah, if humidity is that high, is usually not as Sunny day Or windy day Yeah But it gets so bad uh, Imagine walking Into the The lobby Of your Apartment block In Mm -hmm. Hong Kong In such days Mm -hmm. You have to be careful Because the wall Because they're They're lined with uh, Tiles Or marble They would be Dripping wet Seriously Yeah Just that tiny little Temperature difference Condenses the moisture Out of the air Sounds like Ripe for mold That's what I'm thinking Yes Yes You are absolutely (laughs) correct Yeah So if you have A leather jacket in, in Hong Kong. Bad idea. Yeah, in the summer.
0: <laughs> in, in the,
3: yeah, first of all, it's a bad idea. But in the summer, you've got to make sure that uh, one way that my parents used to deal with that sort of thing is to, to put a, a heating element into the closet, mm. the, uh, the the wardrobe. Yeah. So that it, it reduces the humidity. Otherwise, come winter, when you take your <laughs> leather jacket out, it will be a kind of grayish white color because it's covered in mold.
1: I wanted to start with this article from um, msn.com that says, Our Vicious Heat Waves, The New Global Norm. This is by Elizabeth Wolf, And it says, Summer officially begins with record heat as 65 million Americans can expect highs above 100 degrees. Of course, that means Fahrenheit this week. So it comes with a picture that is all red, showing like the American South, including Texas and Florida, totally, you know, 99, 100, 101. And it's, you know, just the beginning of summer. And another uh, article that I found says heat wave is Super Bowl of energy use for power companies. And yet another one is talking about uh, heat in Italian cities reaching 43 degrees Celsius, which is, I think, as hot as I've ever been in China. So, like, it looks like summer is already off to a very vicious start for a lot of folks.
2: Yeah, 43 degrees. That sounds like anything that's above the parameter of the, you know, the thermometer that I use. I feel like if, (laughs) if that is going to make the thermometer explode, I am not okay with
1: it. Well, I have a question for you you two, actually, because you guys live in China. I have a Chinese phone, and obviously I use a Chinese internet service. (laughs) And it says right now in Wuhan it's 32 degrees Celsius. But outside, when I walk out, I don't feel like it's 32 degrees Celsius. It feels a lot hotter than that. I was wondering, where do they take the temperature? Is this accurate? Well,
3: first of all, does your actually have another column that says uh, feels like? Oh, oh, Yeah, probably somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Feels like 31. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Lie.
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't feel
3: like 31. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But the principle is still that uh, it's got to do with humidity. So Mm, when I mm. first came to Beijing over, uh, started living here, or in fact, when I first Mm. traveled to Beijing for work, like almost 30 years ago, it it wasn't strange to find a a 40 degree Celsius day in Beijing. Mm. But it wasn't tough because uh, Beijing used to be extremely dry, right? Yeah. In the summer when it's forty degree heat, just find somewhere under a tree or something, to stay out of the sun, and there's if there's a little breeze, it kind of cool down quite quickly because it's so dry.
1: I don't mean to disagree with you, Morris, because you know obviously <laughs> you you have a lot more uh, years and wisdom. But my first year, my first summer, two thousand twelve in Beijing, I remember like being so humid. <laughs> That my shirt was soaked through, like even the, the sh- you know, the shoulder part, like it was completely soaked
3: through. I, <laughs> and I don't imagine standing under a tree was going to fix that. Well, you've kind of <laughs> hit a very good point. And that, that was part of my point, actually. I personally mm-hmm. kind of noticed it around 2008. Mm-hmm. The year of Beijing Olympics, and, yeah, uh, yeah. All of a sudden, Beijing—the uh, climate in Beijing has changed because mm. uh, that was the year. I'm not saying that it happened from that year, but uh, that was when I realized, hey, Beijing never used to be this uh, humid back in the day when i first came came to live in beijing in the summer the lawn would in the height of summer like this time of the year mm. the lawn would turn yellow from the the dryness mm. right uh-huh. now it's all green and uh, the first time ever that i visited beijing uh, as a as a tourist just mm-hmm. traveling around china that was 1984 yep yeah. Yeah, giving away my age yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, as a, as a poor you know young person who just Graduated from university, I had like two pairs of jeans. So I I was staying in a hotel in Beijing, and one morning I decided I this this pair of jeans is starting to smell. I need to wash it, right? Hmm. So I washed it, hung it up, and went out and did some (laughs) you know uh, touristy thing. (laughs) And I went back to the hotel. I washed it early in the morning. Went back to the hotel around noon. It was bone dry. It was not just dry. It was bone dry and i i was so surprised because in in hong kong if you just hang up a pair of jeans to dry it would take like two days Mm. in beijing it took like three or four hours and it was Mm. bone dry yeah so the beijing climate has has definitely changed over the last 20 years or so Mm. uh uh, subjectively yeah i i I haven't actually checked (laughs) any of the the data but i
2: mean i haven't been in beijing for that long i moved here in 2005 with my parents but ever since i moved here this word that people talk about in the summer they call it the Mm. sauna days like they're in the summer they're going to be a period of time usually it lasts for about a week or 10 days and hopefully not because that's when the weather becomes What Morris just described Like it's really hot And it's it's so humid And you sit outside You don't even need to move And you just start (laughs) to sweat It's literally like you're sitting in a sauna room And as we speak right now Beijing is uh, 31 degrees, feels like 32 degrees mm. at this very
1: moment. You know, I had that experience last year when I moved to Wuhan in the summer. It hasn't got that right now. It's still a little dry, like not dry, dry, but like a not as humid as last year yet. But when I arrived here at the end of July, I was able to just walk outside and instantly just like lose all of my salt content, like instantaneously. And I'll, actually, I was thinking this is a nice feature. It's like a free sauna. In the summers, all I have to do is walk outside (laughs) and like I can like purge myself of whatever toxins are in my skin and stuff. So it's actually kind of as long as you don't stand in the sun too much. It's probably like a it's a nice feature of like the environment.
2: Except for you don't really know whether that's your sweat on your skin or just moisture in the air (laughs) that goes onto your skin.
5: (laughs) Oh, yeah. A million, a billion, or maybe a gazillion years ago, a giant split open an egg. Then came the lady giant who made people, and Mr. Curious, the botanist, Mr. Handyman, the baron on the tree. This is our new season of Chinese Folk Tales, and we will explore the ancient, mystical world together. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You're listening to The Brick.
1: Alex, you're from Dongbei, where it's really Uh cold. What are summers like there?
2: Summers. This is why a lot of people try to go to Dongbei during summertime because they think, oh, it's Dongbei, it's cold all the time, so we can Mm. go. But it gets really hot in Dongbei as well in the summer. But a thing that doesn't bother people as much is because it's not humid in the summer. Mm -hmm. So exactly like we've been, we have been saying, if it's really hot, but if you're able to just stay in the shade, and even if you don't want to. To do like air conditioning if you can just open the windows on your if your house if your apartment has windows on both the south side and the north side mm. then you let the wind just go through it then it creates kind of a natural cooling fan in your apartment so you're not mm. really bothered by that but it still gets pretty hot but just not as bad I also haven't really been back um to Dongbei during summertime in recent years so I don't know if it's getting because I feel like because of more cars more buildings and uh, climate change change in the recent years i don't know if, if summer has become something completely different you
1: know i'm really spoiled and coming to china dealing with seasons is kind of new for me to some extent because san francisco doesn't <laughs> because california <laughs> california is different they're different places with very different climates san francisco specifically and i don't even just mean like the bay area because i don't mean the bay area because oakland's weather is totally different and then san mateo to the north weather is totally different and then Daly city and south san francisco Totally different. But San Francisco, just that part of the peninsula where just San mm. Francisco City is, it's spring pretty much every season. So it's always kind of cool. If there's always kind of a breeze, there's always a little bit of humidity in the morning and then it gets uh, warms up later. Every day feels like the perfect day. It's like shockingly <laughs> like the, the winter, summer spring, fall are all spring. So, you know, when I moved to Beijing, I was like, oh, so these are what seasons are like. (laughs) (laughs) Right. How
2: did that make you feel like you missed out on your entire life? Or did you prefer San Francisco?
1: (laughs) I'm just like, we need to figure out a way to make the whole world like one giant
3: San Francisco. (laughs) Oh, I'm not so sure about that. I actually,
2: no, no, seriously.
3: (laughs) It's not about just San Francisco, right? Hong Kong is a little Mm -hmm. bit the same as how you Mm -hmm. describe San Francisco, except warmer. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've Really grown to appreciate the seasons in Beijing. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, in in uh, late spring or mid spring, it's it's literally like uh, like a, a fireworks show in slow motion. Mm. <laughs> just watching. <laughs> what
2: a great analogy. Seriously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you,
3: you just look out your window. The trees, especially if they're flowering trees, yeah. You know, two weeks mm. ago they're still just bare branches, and and from a distance you start to see this green haze it looks like because it Tiny, you know, leaves start to grow. And then two weeks later, it explodes into these uh, the tree full of flowers and colors. Mm. Yeah, it's really amazing. I've been here over 20 years and I'm still amazed every spring. They also seem to do a really good job
1: in Beijing on like the big roads in the middle, the divides of planting flowers everywhere. And so when, you know, spring and summer come, they're just flowers
3: yeah. all over Beijing. Yeah doesn't seem that they need too much looking
2: after yeah like
3: uh, you know well, it, in the where where I live yeah because uh, Jason <laughs> has, has visited so you know quite a few uh, peach blossoms and uh-huh. they just blossom like mad every every spring and I, mm-hmm. I don't see them doing much work on it <laughs> except you know giving it a bit of water once a, a week or so and it's just amazing how trees explode yeah. into its flowers and but you colors. know I have only been here in Wuhan for one year and
1: one thing I did not notice last summer, but I noticed over the winter that there are these big floating pontoon things that are like, uh, I don't know, wood or made out of wood or something floating in all the canals everywhere. And I wasn't really sure what they were doing. But I was walking across a bridge yesterday and looked over and there are just like, I don't know, I could see a million lotus flowers all the way down the canal as far as I could mm. see. And it was clear that, you know, they had been preparing for right now where it was just like the entire city was full of canals and full of lakes and full of creeks and full of streams and full of rivers, the whole city. And now it just looks insanely beautiful. You're right. Full of, full of turtles as
2: well. <laughs> full of turtles.
1: I, I, I haven't. I haven't seen a lot of turtles, but I've seen a lot of birds right, enjoying right. the because
2: areas. I, I do want to ask this just for my personal, um, uh, not pleasure, but it's something that I remembered. I only went to Wuhan when I was very, very young and I didn't go to, um, I think I went to a small city around Wuhan. But back then, that city was, was really, really well known for all the lotus mm. flowers. And I don't know, is lotus flower a thing in Wuhan or around Wuhan? Are there a lot of them?
1: There must be like a trillion. Yeah. Yeah. It must be. They just must be everywhere. Uh I also saw those in Beijing when I went to the old summer palace.
2: Yeah. But that's, you know, the old summer palace is kind of out of everybody's way. It's a little far. (laughs) Kind of picturing the scene when this kind of heat of the summer hits That's when the lotus flowers start to blossom. And if you can just walk out and there's randomly just lotus Mm. flowers all over the city, that would be pretty amazing for me. Yeah, they're pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
6: Want to learn about world affairs in a more laid back and accessible manner? Join insiders, experts, and analysts in the casual setting of the Chat Lounge to hear their personal experiences and opinions on major events and hot issues. Subscribe to Chat Lounge for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
3: We'll see you then.
5: From north to south, east to west, people in China are chasing their dreams and leaving their mark. Want to know how they beat the
0: odds and made a difference? Footprints brings you the true life stories of their journeys.
3: Experience the musical classics of the East
0: mingle with the masters of Chinese music. Music talks witness the sound of antiquity and modernity.
5: You're listening to The Brick.
1: I want to talk about California, which I've mentioned before, the heat waves usually end in uh, August fires. So everyone who is listening, you're going to hear that California is on fire soon. Oh no! This is an annual tradition. Things get out of control. As far as I remember, growing up in California, it's been happening since my childhood that huge swaths of California mm-hmm. will end up burning down every single summer. So if global warming is getting worse and contributing to this, then it's just going to perpetually get slightly Worst each year. So is California getting drier? Mm. That's a good question. There is a drought, and NASA has said that it's going to be a drought, and for the next couple of decades in the western side of the United States, there's also a lot of mm. political issues about rivers and diverting water. Who gets what water from what <laughs> sources? And so that is a huge issue. It's often actually debated. A lot of people are like, "Oh, it's the kind of trees," and other people are like, "Oh, it's that they haven't." What is the term when they deforest? areas they create like a tract of land with no trees they do that deliberately now in some parts of the united states to prevent fire forest fires from spreading too quickly or from breaching certain areas mm. they will actually create like uh areas where they're they've just deforest for like a, a section
3: yeah i think their technical term is probably a fire break or something yeah something like that i'm yeah. actually not <laughs> a, a global warming denier but the one thing that mm. keeps coming back to me, right? So you can tell that maybe Australia is getting drier, mm. uh, California, Western United States is getting drier. But like we just talked about, uh, uh, Beijing, Northern China is obviously getting more humid, right? You know how China has been doing a lot of work to stop a uh, desertification? Desert right? Yeah, yeah. So the maybe green yes. Great Wall, yeah, exactly. I'm wondering if that has more to do with uh, why Beijing is becoming more humid, more green, uh, rather than just all oh, the result of global warming. And by the same token, is there mm. something happening in something else happening in California that's making it drier, rather than just blaming everything on global warming?
1: What I've been told as a Californian growing up is that uh, the Central Valley, I think. It's also called the San Joaquin Valley. Used to be swamps. And what they they dammed up a lot of rivers and, di- and diverted things to create huge farm swaths of farmland, and so it became like one of the uh, bread bowls of the United States, where they turned these swamps into farms everywhere by controlling the flow of the river. And so they humans have completely changed Central California's natural state entirely. So the knock on effect of that is not known entirely. What is the long term effect of having completely changed Central California's climate. Right, right.
3: Yeah, that actually reminds me of, uh, remember the big floods in Bangkok uh, a few years ago when the old king of Thailand was still alive? Yeah. I read one report, it said that uh, a Bangkok, the Bangkok area used to be very swampy as well. And they developed it so they reclaimed a lot of swampy Mm -hmm. land. and, And that was one of the reasons that they had that big flood, because apparently swamps were able to absorb excess water quite efficiently mm. so yeah maybe you have a point there maybe the swamping certain area wasn't such a good idea <laughs> after mm-hmm. all if we think about it like in the grander scheme
1: of global climate change it's not all just about carbon going into the, it's about human activity so like whatever the negative impact of changing a particular locality's environment you know is still part of a larger trend of having changed the earth's total climate system
2: I I am a firm believer that because of the human, well, the sapiens presence on Earth, things are definitely changing in terms of how fast it could become what it is today or or how bad it could become what it is today. But call me a fatalist. We're just so small <laughs> in The grand scheme of nature and let alone the the universe i don't know if we're because we're looking at human history of just a couple thousand years or you know not much longer than that the whole earth it's been around for billions of years and do we have all the data to really track everything that has happened to have a very sound prediction of when is you know something supposed to happen that's why i think i think jason we talked about this a while ago and that's why i like the kind of the trend right now globally to not talk about you know fighting global climate change uh people are starting to talk about adapting to global climate change because it's not something that we can just fight and 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 win so you adapt to it but at the same time if you know something is you know expediting the changing process of it um, then we change that as well, like emitting an excessive amount of uh, carbon dioxide and other activities. So that's the reason why, as a good world citizen, I just turn off my uh, <laughs> my air conditioning. So, like I could I could stand this heat just for an hour.
1: I was actually going to talk about that turning on and off air conditioning because I am a uh, very irresponsible air conditioner user. I mean, I only use it when I'm home, but I use it a lot. Can't even imagine not having it on right now. So like I was talking to a co- Co-worker, And he was saying that uh, his wife does the budgeting in their family and she has not permitted him to turn on the air conditioner. I was kind of shocked. <laughs> I was like, wow, you guys, it's like it's almost July and we're in Wuhan and you haven't started using your air conditioner. So I was wondering about you guys, you know, historically, too, like, you know, when you were younger versus today, When is it appropriate? What are the kind of like the rules in China culturally? Because in America, people love air conditioning.
2: (laughs) I want to hear about Morris's story first. Yes. (laughs) I want to know what it's like in Hong Kong. Well, Mm -hmm. in
3: Hong Kong as well. Yeah. Hong Kong people love the air conditioning. Mm. But the responsible use is probably <laughs> not a strength of Hong Kong people <laughs> when it comes to air conditioning. <laughs> let, let me explain. Because of the high humidity in Hong Kong, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people like in our fam, we don't turn the temperature right down right? Sometimes it's 25, Mm. 24 degrees, which is kind of responsible. But Mm. when you have the air conditioning on, Mm -hmm, it mm dehumidifies the air, (laughs) just feels so much better. But what I'm talking about irresponsible use is mainly in uh, uh, like uh, office environment, shopping malls, and so Mm. on. So if you go to a typical office in Hong Kong, you will see a lot of uh, workers mm-hmm. who, who work indoors all day. If they have to go out, that would be different. But you see, uh, go in after work, right, after hours, you see a lot of the chairs have a cardigan hanging up hmm. on, on the back of the chair. And it's left there all the time because yeah. it, it's to deal with the, the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> it gets so cold that, uh, yeah, people have to bring a cardigan cardigan in, leave it at work so that when they're at work, they don't catch a cold because it's so cold,
2: right? Yeah, wow. I know the office paint. Yeah. <laughs> the office AC paint is very real.
3: That's right. And if you wear glasses like me, right, you come out from the office into, <laughs> into the street. Yes. Right away, your glasses just fog up. The temperature difference is, is so great and uh, it's so humid outside. So they're actually sprays that you can buy in, in Hong Kong. Is some kind of Silicon oil, you Mm. wipe it on your spectacles and and Mm. it stops it from fogging up. But so Hong Kong is at home. Yeah, we uh, we don't have strict rules about when to or when not to use air conditioning. But mm. even before any of this, uh, you know, global warming concern or anything like that. Yeah, my parents are, are pretty strict about switching air conditioning off when you're not using it. Yeah, because yeah. it's not just about global warming. It's
2: also the bill that you have to pay. <laughs> and
3: on a moral level, why are you wasting all this energy when, when nobody is benefiting? To take from it, right? Oh yeah!
0: Dunhuang. Situated along the ancient Silk Road, where fine arts and divine beliefs merged with the natural world. It's where the East and West interacted, and where the world's largest Buddhist art gallery still fascinates and amazes people today. A place where stories of life and death, love and hatred, passion and desire, faith and sacrifice have been generated and told for 2,000 years. Dunhuang, a place born in legends. Buckle up for our new podcast, Why We Love Dunhuang. The one and only podcast that can take you to the fantasy world of Dunhuang and beyond through our audio tour. Listen and subscribe to the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. Why We Love Dunhuang? You will have your answers.
5: You're listening to The Bridge.
1: Carrying a fan around is obviously one of the big cliches that Westerners have about Chinese folks. Do people carry around their own personal fans?
2: I don't know about other places. Beijing has started this. There's this trend that it's, it's not going too strong. Uh, as in, you don't see people uh, walking on the street, just everybody doing that. But you do see if you're walking around in the city for a day, you'll see at least 10 to 20 people with a tiny battery powered or rechargeable, oh. you know, electronics fans you know those small ones that are really cute they just want to just blow the fan uh, around their face to keep Uh, cool you've seen that more just
3: totally caught the wrong end of the stick i i thought jason was talking about the the fan the traditional paper fan or bamboo i
2: think yeah he's asking that for sure oh right 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 but no we don't see traditional fans anymore Maybe in the hutongs If you go during the day Where all the The old hutong residents Are hanging out They're probably doing that But ah, you know Like it's hard It's it's a little bulky Elderly people Yeah The real fans are a little bulky Not
3: so quick Maybe uh, <laughs> Alex If I remember correctly you, you don't have kids right No I don't When you start having kids Right uh-huh. You will You will realize How useful a fan is <laughs> What would you Because Little kids When they're you know Old, one two uh, years old, they overheat very easily. Mm, yes, yeah. We never used to pay much attention to fans. We used to have a couple of fans in, you know, the old traditional folding Chinese fan. Mm. We always considered them decoration, and they've been left in a drawer somewhere for for years. It wasn't until you know Ethan, we had our boy uh, growing up. The if you go out on a summer's day, yeah, we sometimes carry a fan because it's very useful Mm. yeah when he gets too hot you can fan him and it actually cools him down little emperor (laughs) yeah and the other thing is the other thing is if it gets too sunny right you can use a fan to kind of as a parasol block out the sun keep him in the shade that's actually smart (laughs) yeah so if you have kids you would think about bringing a fan with you sometimes Next question is,
1: there's also the cliche about ladies carrying around sun umbrellas. Yeah. Is this something that ladies actually do? I thought that was a British thing. Oh, (laughs) oh, that's not how, oh yeah, yeah, you know, now that you say it like that, I have seen that pictures. In fact they are called
3: parasols, they're not called umbrellas.
1: (laughs)
2: Oh, but do they, I guess that's the, that's just more for decoration and style purpose, because it doesn't actually. I
3: think they like a lot of cultures, they want to keep a a fair complexion because a darker complexion is usually associated with uh, labor intensive work so ladies when they go out uh in 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 the middle of summer when the sun is beating down they yeah i think they
2: They want to keep their social status so that's
3: what miss poppins was up to the whole time
1: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: just trying to stay in her class but in
3: China yeah we do that as well for practical purpose uh, even as why I was growing up people in Hong Kong more women than men because men don't want to you know they they want to look a bit tough and yeah a bit of sun is gonna is not gonna kill me yeah so man holding a parasol yeah no we just use a normal umbrella (laughs) so men do carry umbrellas for the purpose of keeping more women than men men sometimes do but more women Mm -hmm. Alex must have seen this right you see uh ladies who go out who work out uh out in the open in the summer yeah it's, they have this sleeve things oh my god yes that they put it, on it
2: has become a fashion trend as well because of the from the functionality of that clothing clothing item because if you're walking out and you're holding like an ultraviolet uh proof umbrella right you know those umbrellas are really thick and nowadays we're like well we don't want to carry that and a lot of girls especially if you have to ride your scooter and you have to have your hands out your arms out the whole time yep. people wear a sleeve exactly. that covers your entire exposed arm and and there is a new type of cloth. they call it the fang shai fu they call it the sunscreen
3: literally anti-radiation
2: suit <laughs> it looks like it doesn't make sense because it covers you from the head <laughs> Not i'm not exaggerating head to toe like a jumper could be in different shapes it could be like a, a trench coat or something but it literally covers your face it has it has a hood and and it covers your it's long sleeve, not short sleeve. And you were like, how does this make sense for summer? But I actually bought one of those for my mom. Not the long ones, the short ones. And they're super, they're super, super light. And it has kind of a cool uh, touch to it when you when you put it on. But still, I'm like, I'll just put on some sunscreen. I'm not going to cover myself with that
3: thing. So, Alex, have you used those, uh, you know, uh, uh, sleeves? to block out
2: the sun? No, I'm too lazy to do that.
3: (laughs) I'm curious what they feel like because to me, in in 35 degree heat, last thing I want is is another layer of
2: clothes. Exactly. (laughs) I can't do it. I don't really want to carry the sun-approved umbrellas. It's just too much work for me. (laughs) It's like, all right, I'll tan a little bit. So, Well, again, if you have a
3: young child with you and you expect to be queuing up, yeah, you will start thinking about things
2: like that. (laughs) (laughs) This is why parents always bring so much stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
4: Welcome to My Stories of Chinese Characters, season two. I'm Uncle Han Zi. (laughs) This season, we will travel to different destinations and experience the different sceneries throughout the year. This season, we will taste delicious foods.
0: Delicious, Mm -hmm. how sure.
4: Feel the delicacy of Chinese well, silk. Some people say that this is the world's first computer because each one of these is an instruction. And enjoy the local architectures. Yes, it's a big house. We will feel a sense of camaraderie on the slow train. I'm and feel the excitement of the snow fields.
0: Yes! 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 Yes!
4: yes. I'm Uncle Han Zi. This season, We will take you to see a different China from the perspective of Chinese characters. Meet us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast platforms, or on our website, radio.cgtn.com.
5: listening to The Bridge.
1: I don't know if this has changed in Beijing. I did not see in Beijing, but I do see in Wuhan is ladies wear this hat. You know, there's like a hat with a visor, but it's not like a normal size visor. It's a huge visor that goes out like 15 centimeters in every direction. And it's kind of like frilly and stuff. Something a doll
3: would wear. My wife bought one for herself, one Mm. for our boy and one for my mom Mm. uh, a few years back. I I don't see them so often anymore. Mm. Yeah, but they, the the version my wife bought has a, a fabric. You call it a tongue that sticks out 15-20 mm. uh, centimeters and, and that's to keep your face from getting a sunburn mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 but I've seen another version especially for riders of, of scooters and stuff with a transparent although a darkened uh, clear plastic uh, visor yeah they look like the poker yeah so you can actually fold them yeah. down uh, as a to work as, <laughs> uh, almost like a face mask when you're riding your mm-hmm. scooter yeah <laughs> my wife actually bought three of them
1: They've seen this in other cities, but when I was living in Beijing, it was called the Beijing bikini. There are two different versions of this. One is one is you just pull, pull your t-shirt up and expose your tummy, which is common, I think. And the other one, the full version is to pull it actually through the neck hole and down and people I've actually seen men do this, but it it seems to be a trend that has ended because I almost never see it anymore.
2: It's not so common nowadays. I feel like people kind of put that on blast. But again, I'm sure if you go into the hutongs, you'll see
3: it. Yeah, you can find it if you're looking. Yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. Well, you still see it sometimes with, uh, you know, laborers, people who help people move mm. houses. Too hot. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, they sometimes roll up their T-shirts so that it doesn't come back down. Yeah, the, the Beijing bikini. You know, I used to work in construction
1: in America when I was very young. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the things the men will do there is just take their shirt off completely
3: and like tuck it in the back of their pants. Yep.
1: Same in Hong Kong. It's very similar. Yeah.
3: I actually work for a summer on a mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. site. You don't do that when there are welders around. They will actually tell you off. <laughs> yeah, they will use some pretty colorful language wow. to say, you know, we're we're welding. No, it's not the sparks. It's the ultraviolet light. So the sparks will like burn you? <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to have exposed skin next to somebody welding, even if you're 20 feet away or even. Oh,
1: wow. I'm going to sound ignorant the way I ask this. My question is, what were some of the ways that, you know, people dealt with the heat 20, 30 years ago? You know, Morris, (laughs) (laughs) that might be a little bit different.
3: Right. So uh, I, I'm going to start with a story that actually I was told happened in, in Wuhan. This happened all the time because my best friend in Beijing, when, when he was young, he was in, in the military And they were stationed uh, near Wuhan. So they would actually go into Wuhan quite often. And as you pointed out, Wuhan is one of the the four big ovens of China, right? What are the other ovens of China, by the way? Changes over time. Wuhan, Mm. Nanjing, Chongqing, and Changsha. They're all along the Yangtze River Mm. for some Mm. reason.
2: I'm looking at the, there's an updated version of Mm. of the list of the four ovens in China in 2019. It is Chongqing, Fuzhou, Hangzhou and Nanchang oh wow Wuhan was out of it but there are here they have there are 10 cities that get really like the top 10 cities that get really hot in the summer mm, yeah uh, Chongqing, Fuzhou, Hangzhou, Nanchang, Changsha, Wuhan, Xi'an too I think Xi'an that's probably the only city in the northern part of China that oh. gets on that list and Nanning, uh, Nanjing as well we went to Nanjing last year in in April and it was April in Beijing, it was still kind of like the tale of winter. And then when we went to we went to Nanning, we were just we were just sweating like nonstop and we to to a point where we just stopped caring at all.
3: Yeah, so he he told me when he was uh, young and, and living near Wuhan, uh, this was before <laughs> air conditioners were, were popular in China and not many people could afford it. Mm. So it gets so hot that people used to go into the public parks and pitch a tent. Hmm. and sleep
2: oh, outdoors. Oh, because it's cold. It's chill outside.
3: It, yeah, it's cooler out, outside. And and the problem is if there are more than one person in a tent and it's it's a guy and, and a woman, <laughs> the police would actually come and check on you to make sure there's no funny business going on. So the funny story was married mm-hmm. couples used to go out, pitch a tent and they would have their marriage certificate, oh which in China is, is like a little booklet. They would have it open and put it right at the entrance of the tent so that when the police come, like, they would shine toward, oh, like we're a torch. Oh, we a marriage certificate, <laughs> so let's leave them alone. <laughs> wow.
2: That's, a, that's Oh, my God, that's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah.
5: Dive into the sports world with Sidelang Story, our weekly podcast that brings you the
2: most up-to-date game analysis and news from the latest sports action. We didn't trouble the
3: London side at all, but could argue they should have had a penalty. It's really difficult for a player at
2: age of 39 to compete. I don't know what it is about Nadal, but when I see him play, I can feel his personality.
5: Whether you are a die-hard supporter or an armchair fan, hop on and enjoy the ride. Subscribe to Sightline Story on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you'll listen to your podcast.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you live from Beijing. From Beijing.
5: Round Table. Round Table.
2: Round Table.
5: Connecting China and the world. We bring you
6: fun and timely discussions about what's affecting our lives everywhere every day. Tune in to Round Table, where the east meets the west and understanding is the goal. <laughs>
1: The Beijing
0: Hour. The Beijing Hour. The Beijing Hour brings you an hour of comprehensive news and information from both China, China, and the rest of the world, the rest of the
3: world. A mix of news, sports and entertainment, in-depth analysis of the day's big stories, as well as the most comprehensive business of the day.
0: The Beijing Hour. Beijing Hour. Your very own window to China and the rest of the world.
2: So learning Chinese, the most difficult thing. So I'm sort
1: of tone deaf. I
0: can't really hear them.
6: I think the cultural mindset is the biggest complication for The grammar.
0: Takeaway Chinese, where you can take some Chinese away and experience progress day by day.
5: You're listening to the Brick.
2: I do, I do remember that when I was younger, when I was a kid, <laughs> people would still move, like bring a chair outside when the sun goes down and they sit in the yard, they just sit in, in their chair because as soon as the sun is gone, the temperature really, it really goes down. So it becomes a lot cooler. And uh, my parents always try to, uh, when we're in Dongbei at least, they always try to just make sure, like I said, mm. windows on either end are all open so you create air that runs through your house that's supposed to really really help Mm,
1: you know what something my mom used to tell me that they would do in america is to actually take the watering hose and spray down the
3: roof of the house yeah makes sense growing up in hong kong we all live in apartment blocks so that's not an option for us but everybody in hong kong knows that top apartment in a building the very top one is not worth as much because in the summer it's too hot so maybe nowadays they have taken Technology to, to stop the heat coming down. But in the old days, when I was young, I've, nobody wants to, to buy the, the top apartment because, in, in the summer, even if you have an air conditioner, it will take you a long time because the walls actually stay warm for for a long time when they've been in the sun so you can imagine the seal that's so interesting my wife and i were actually uh
1: we were looking for a place to buy here in wuhan and we went to one of the places that we looked at they were like oh yeah but it's super cheap up here in the top and we were like why and they're like oh maybe bad luck i don't know you know it could be anything and i was like oh that sounds great we we, we didn't end up buying that but it was like wow this is like 20 percent off this sounds like a great
3: deal
2: <laughs> oh no
3: right so in the summer you yeah. Yeah. probably regret it because yeah even if you have your have your air conditioning on yeah if you if you're tall enough to reach the, the ceiling you could feel it it's going to be warm way mm-hmm. after sunset
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to share real like a little story i know that i wasn't born when it was 1986 or whatever <laughs> but um <laughs> when i was <laughs> sorry jason brought it up first we um when i was living in boston you would think that boston is kind of on the same altitude as uh Mm -hmm. Uh, Beijing or at least Dongbei So it wouldn't get too hot in the summer Oh my god, the summers I spent in Boston I was like, this doesn't make sense (laughs) It's so, it's Stuffing Like it's so stuffy And you feel like You couldn't breathe In that couple of weeks In summer And we were For some reason Not paying for AC Because I guess The apartment That we rented My first apartment In Boston And that's probably The reason why It was so cheap Is because they didn't Have AC units So what we did Was we bought those mm. I don't know if you, uh, Morris you've, you've used Or Jason you probably Used those Those square fans The floors You know They look really bulky And, and ugly And they're The free freestanding ones no the big one the bigger one when they hang in the window the freestanding square oh yeah yeah, the really young ones are so popular in the u.s i don't know why and we would buy those and those just they didn't work not at all so what we did was we would freeze ice cubes and we put the ice cubes in a shallow bowl and we put the bowl behind the 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 uh the fan so hoping that when it starts going <laughs> the air that it sends out is not just the hot air in the room hopefully that there will be a little bit of like just a touch of, of of the cool feeling from that that fan and we were doing that for a whole summer and it didn't help at all but I wonder if we just didn't have enough eyes or didn't have enough um, bigger bowl bigger bowl or bigger <laughs> or bigger fan because that was how emperors and the you know the concubines or whatever that's what they used to do to to cool down in a to have a giant ice cube and they have this fan that's going on top of it.
3: Wow, maybe you should uh, check on, on YouTube or, or, or the internet because a few years ago, no, <laughs> the, this, this has nothing yeah. to do with China, but it actually helped a lot of people apparently. Uh, some guy developed this really simple system using old soda bottles, mm-hmm. modifying windows in these uh, mud huts of the, uh, the really poor people in mm-hmm. India. And just from the... Uh, the aerodynamics, the air coming in because soda bottle, it it narrows down, it accelerates the air, and as air accelerates it naturally cools down Mm -hmm. and they were able to bring down the, the temperature within these mud huts for like or three degrees which is mm. uh, sometimes could be a, a matter of uh, you know life and death even yeah, yeah and and it, it costs almost nothing you could modify one of your windows with the, the wind coming in this way with just these uh, old soda bottles and and apparently that, hmm. that helped a lot yeah very very interesting idea no energy required no external energy no ice cube no fan <laughs> yeah <laughs>
6: Want to learn about world affairs in a more laid-back and accessible manner? Join insiders, experts, and analysts in the casual setting of the Chat Lounge to hear their personal experiences and opinions on major events and hot issues. Subscribe to Chat Lounge for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
5: We're listening to The Bridge.
1: Another question. So it's well known for people who know anything about China, the Chinese folks love hot water. So if it's like scorching hot outside, is that still like, yay, my thermos is full of hot water still?
3: My
2: parents would. That's a
3: generalization. (laughs) Even my uh, grandma, when when she was alive, she used to drink uh, ice water. Mm. Yeah. Growing up in Hong Kong, we were brought up on ice water, not Mm. just room temperature. Yeah, we we drank ice water all day. In fact, when I first came to to mm-hmm. China to work, when you visit a partner or a customer, they would serve you water. And, uh, they would say, "Oh, a uh, tea?" I said, "No, just a uh, water, right?" <laughs> yeah. And they'll bring me a, a a glass of hot water and it it would be impolite not to drink some and uh, i'm sure it's psychological but i used to think hot oh, water tastes funny mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. so we we always drink uh, cold water
2: yeah my parents still drink hot water and i mean probably not like boiling hot water but they would tell me that if you need to drink at least warm water especially when it's super hot because if you drink mm. cold water when it's super hot outside mm-hmm. you are going to shock your body <laughs> like it's going to the heat and the coldness are going to clash in your body and that's going to wow. create problems
1: well, one of the things I I recently hurt my neck and I went to the a traditional chinese medical doctor to get some physical therapy and honestly he really helped me a lot so I'm not trying to complain I had a very serious problem that may have needed surgery and now it's pretty much corrected so th- I want to <laughs> firstly say thank you to this doctor but secondly He did tell my wife, Oh, he's drinking cold water. That's, Definitely part of it. Make sure he starts drinking hot water. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah.
2: I do think, in a way, that when my parents ask us to drink hot water in the summer, that it actually helps more. It would make sense in the time when they grew up because they didn't have air conditioning. And if you're drinking cold water, I don't know, like it gets, I guess it doesn't, it doesn't do too much buff for the moment you drink it. But if you drink hot water, it makes you perspire a little bit. And then when the sweat evaporates, it takes some of the heat from your body away. Maybe that's why.
1: One thing that I've heard about Wuhan is back in the day, they used to take um, bamboo beds and bring them down to the river and sleep next to the river during the evenings. So this is something that happened like 50 years ago or 30 years ago. Wow. There would be like hundreds of people lined up on the banks of the river. Yeah. Napping, essentially.
2: I mean, we still have the bamboo the bamboo sheets, right? The the liangxi that people put over their bed in summertime if they don't want to. The It's hard bamboo that is going to just take the heat off your body. I've never heard of that.
1: You've never heard of no, that? No, I've never heard of that. It's
2: not very friendly. No, no, no. It was actually...
3: <laughs> have you ever
2: tried, Alex? I, I tried. And this is why I said, yes, it was... felt really cool when you first get on it but i almost somehow i don't know why but i somehow always get my flesh my skin stuck in between the little (laughs) bamboo thing and it really hurts you know
1: speaking of bamboo the and i noticed that one of the things they do in uh for pandas is they give them like icy treats in the summer in the zoos and i always see this on like tiktok and stuff like that so the the pandas have like a big ice block to play with that's like a got watermelon or whatever smushed into it. So like even the animals are getting stuffed with ice now.
2: I mean, it is getting too hot. Some days I wish I knew what a dog feels like when they just stick their tongue out because everything else, they can't get the heat off their body in any other way. Because looking at their fur, I'm like, that must be incredibly hot. But they're not. You
1: know, speaking of animals, one of the things I do is I have a cat and she is a very, very furry cat like obscenely furry so every spring around this time actually you know right when it's turning to summer we buzz her hair down except for the hair on her tail and her face so like be from her like neck back so that she looks kind of like a little uh lion Uh, lion sphinx yeah like a lion or whatever (laughs) we buzz all of her hair off except not on her paws and not on her tail and not around her neck and face we buzz all of her like down towards like where you know almost you can feel the skin like one millimeter above that she seems pretty happy and also it prevents
3: uh fur from getting all over everything yeah so one one word of uh caution if your cat goes outdoors for any length of time Mm. if you shave her fur beware of sunburn i don't think every cat or dog has it but i still remember Mm. when our dog was Mm. was young uh she had this natural bald patch on the top of her nose with very little fur. And we took her out uh, for a whole day in very sunny weather and she came out, came back with sunburn. It actually, it went red. So that's why we never shave her because mm. uh, her skin color is actually very, very light. She gets sunburned, so you gotta be. Uh, I don't know what what color is your cat's skin. I mean, you make a really good point. That's interesting. If I
1: ever live in a place where I have an indoor/outdoor cat, I'm in an apartment, so my cat is not permitted
3: to leave. Right, right, okay. But some people let their cats go out and. and one- yeah, yeah.
1: My mom, she has a, a house on a quarter acre, so when their cats go in and out, I, I imagine that would be. All right. Yeah,
2: I feel like you could do that if you don't live in a super tall building, because we've we just had a, a neighborhood cat that got stuck on this this thing on the 13th floor (laughs) I know people rescued this little kitten (laughs) he wasn't hurt
1: I was really happy to hear that they spent like 20,000 RMB or several thousand dollars on the cat to make sure that the cat was okay the owner was very very responsible to the animal well that is all the time that we have today Alex and Morris thank you so much for
2: coming on Morris thank you very much it's been fun time flies lovely talking to you Morris always fun having you